Live from Jaber Radio in New York, this is the Kishwini I am Oishi Grofeld here with Nisim. Thank you so much, Nisim. You know our motto. No talent rejected, no child refused. To participate, call 718-683-5858 or text us at 347-927-8398 to listen to this wonderful radio station. Call 712-432-4217 or 718-506-9099 or on the JRoot Radio app or, of course, on our Nucky Radio. Anyways, I asked a, a question, a parasha question the last time I was here, two weeks ago. Why did Hashem say to Lavan, don't say toiv ora? The answer to that question is, any good from a Rasha is bad for a tzaddik. And also, Hashem is saying, don't delay Yaakov. I commanded him to return. So, we're not delaying Yaakov because I commanded him. It's going to happen anyways. So, you telling him anything bad won't help. Anyways, this week's question. What does the brothers mean? The dip the blood in this uh, woolen cloth. Uh, you can send in the answer by texting 347-927-8398. Or you can text me all week long. And as a matter of fact, I actually am about to work out a deal with mostly music. And uh, yeah, so you would be entered a raffle before free CD with mostly music. Thank you to the sponsors. And yeah, the answer to that question, what did the brothers mean by it will be in the next show. You can send in your Mazel Tov. You can send in anything on uh, 347-927-8398 or you can text my text line 347-927-3279. Almost similar to JRoots, but mine has a 3279 and JRoots 8398. So you can send us anything right now and I'm actually going to look at the text right now to see who's texting. This way I can uh, look. Anyways... Well, any junior reporters? No, not today. Uh, kids out there, we need junior reporters. We need you guys. You kids are very special, and you're very wanted into the into uh, the point of being junior reporters. A very good thing. We talk about your talent. Now, most kids think, "Yeah, what's my talent, anyways? What's my talent?" But really, you kids have a lot of talent, and you know, sometimes you don't even realize that your talent is so amazing. It's so high and professional. Like, sometimes you can be playing drums, and you know what? For somebody else, that might be a talent. Or you could be playing a fiddle. A fiddle for somebody, hey, that might be a talent. So yeah, anybody with a talent is welcome to call in, and we are welcoming you as a junior reporter to play music, to do any of that sort, and to talk about any Jewish music things, anything anything that you want, uh, except, uh, of course, uh, Bad Talk, which is called Lashon Hara. Anyways, Hanukkah is on the way, and, uh, oh yes, I forgot to say, a Freilichen, almost a Freilichen, a Guten Erev Erev Hanukkah. We have uh, just about three more days, I believe, to Hanukkah. And it's supposed to actually be very nice. The first night of Hanukkah is supposed to be around 60 degrees. 
And believe it or not, the junior reporters, this, I'm taking over your job for some reason, but junior reporters, you could be announcing the weather. It's not that hard to listen, to find out the weather. You could even make it up, which I don't mind. Um, anyways, we are going to talk about Hanukkah since Hanukkah is almost here. And yeah, so let's get to it. What is the meaning of the Hanukkah? Hanukkah. Hanukkah is on Hanukkah, of course, as uh, the Chavhei of Kislev. And believe it or not, the oil was lasted eighth day. Now, uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I believe there's a music group called the Eighth Day, but we're not talking about that Eighth Day. We're talking about the Hanukkah Eighth Day. Anyways, so we're going to talk about Hanukkah. We're going to talk about some of the stuff what Antiochus did. And if you ask uh, on internet actually how to pronounce Antiochus, they disregard the C-H and they put in the K over there, Antiochus. So it sounds weird. But yeah. Anyways, what did Antiochus do? How did he gain power? This is what we're going to find out tonight. How did he gain power? What made him... What what made him to decide to do what he did? Well, we're going to find out in this week's uh, show. And uh, all those listeners who are listening now, um, there's a J-Root retreat going on this week, and you are all invited uh, to participate. I believe there's still... How many more rooms did you say? 30? I don't know. Yeah, you have some rooms. I don't know how many rooms. I think it's uh, it's quite... Uh, a lot, you know, quite quite a few, a lot that already occupied. Uh, but here's some vacancy. Uh, you can and Rabbi uh, Greenfield is uh, going. The, basically, is is willing to add more rooms. You know, it's a big hotel, and uh, but it, it's not rooms. You know, let's put it. Let me let me. It's suites. Basically, it's it's a bedroom, a dining room. And, and a living, kitchen, right? and, a, and a living room. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And uh, this, uh, and you can you can basically now have some bargain with the price. Uh, they have some kind of uh, scholarship or to people that really want to get out. And the kids, you can tell your parents now. <laughs> this is something uh, unique. I want to tell you know about special present for Hanukkah. You know, you know about the special present for Hanukkah. Let me guess. If we're talking about Naki Radio again? Yes. So yes. Naki Radio is $99 right now. And I still gotten plenty of feedback about Naki Radio. And yes, you better go out and get it because I heard people say that it's about to, uh, it's getting sold out. So hurry and go into the business over there and get some. Uh, Nisim, how do we get Naki Radios? Uh, either you come to uh, what do you call it to come to the to the, our website and just purchase to the website uh, or just you know as stores you know any stores or just text us also 347-927-8398 347-927-8398 you will get it direct to your house if you're in Chicago if in Los Angeles if it's in Miami uh, any place you know just you know you want to buy to your grandchild or to grandmother the grandpa, you know, you buy it a present, surprise present to you, a member of the families, you know, it's amazing, you know. Especially, you know, I know that a lot of people listen to us in the old age houses, and this is unbelievable, uh, you know, a present for teachers, for rabbis, you know. But, you know, collect some money, send it to rabbi. This is the Naki Radio, as the Ashgacha of uh, Machane Kadosh. 
and all the rest, you know, all the stuff, and only Jewish kosher, Jewish station that uh, we participate with them, and I just say that it's it's really actually uh, beautiful, beautiful machine, and you can show people that you know just turn it over, uh, motion, yes, and this is something they can see, a sound, excellent, beautiful. Yeah. So, anyways, I want to, uh, I want want to to add something. Uh, and first of all, to uh, this show is Lilunishmat Oz Oz Ben Gili, a kids. And to Lilunishmat, uh, you know, this is almost a year with uh, Mishpachat Azan uh, fire. You know, and I want to say from here to Yossi and the rest. Uh, uh, hopefully, I, I believe that Kashbohu. Give you a lot of power to continue without uh, your beloved uh, wife and uh, children. And this is Lilo uh, Nishmat, you know. Okay. You, yeah. It's you, Mike. Now. Okay. Very good. So now we're going to talk about now that we had uh, Naki Radio uh, come in over here <clears throat> and we uh, saw what the, uh, the Naki Radio really is. And it's a really good radio, and uh, I'm suggesting everybody please buy it. I actually I'm on the way with buying it. I have the, I'm on the way, meaning I'm getting it ready. Um, yeah, and uh, um, coming into this uh, show, I uh, actually want to say we are going to have some special uh, programs. So. Again, everybody who participates and uh, who answers to my question will be able to receive a free CD of mostly music. And uh, I believe we're going to have more than one winner. And I, I want to say, you know, I had, I had the one, uh, also one that uh, we, do, we do a grand prize in Hanukkah for Naki Radio. One Naki Radio. You know what? I think we should do like a Hanukkah fund and like let's give out like Sidurim or stuff like that. I okay. don't know how you like that idea. What to give? To like give Sidurim for those who donate. Okay, okay. We can give uh, Sidurim. I, we, I don't know. We have... with, our, with our name on it, no? That's not possible. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't, we don't have now uh, this uh, uh, available right now. But we can give, uh, we can give uh, book, uh, some books here. We have uh, uh, books that Gana uh, Emuna, Gana, you know, Garden of Emuna, uh, and uh, other books of Rabbi Aush, and certain books of that we can really uh, participate in this uh, show. And uh, we have the bumper sticker, you know. A free bumper, bumper sticker. Yeah, get yours yes. when you donate $50 or more. Get, get me a bumper sticker. $50 or more, you get a bumper sticker. If not... Uh... We can you get, make you it. get some. You got some. You know. Let's put it like this. Let's say. Uh, let's let we get. We'll give you some. Anyways, we're gonna talk about Hanukkah. Antiochus, how did he become king? Antiochus fought Talmai. Talmai. Now Talmai was a very, very, very powerful king in those times. He was one of the most powerfulest kings, who was the king, and he was a king of Mitzrayim, and. That time, Mitzrayim was very, very powerful. Now, many Mitzrayim died in that battle. After that war, 
So what they decide to do, Antiochus decides, Hey, I want to go against all my hidden, you know what? <laughs> I was a mighty, I'm a mighty army, and I'm going to fight against all you hidden. And Antiochus captured Yushalayim. He went to the base of Migdash, and he took all the Kalim, and brought them back to his land, and said, Ah, look what I got, look at him, wow, I'm powerful. Yeah, he was very powerful in Gashmiot, but... Not Ruchniyot. Ruchniyot really always beats the Tumma. Sooner or later, the Tumma doesn't last. Anyways, the Yidim were very sad. They were crying. After two years, a tax collector came and they spoke peacefully to the Yidim. Yeah, you know, to try to trick the Yidim. Hey, you know, we're going to make you cheap tax and everything like that. And yeah. And all of a sudden, a big army came, a big amount of soldiers. Oh, well, there we go. We're wiping out all the Eden out of nowhere. Now, after this, Antiochus made a new degree. You know what? Hey, yeah, now that I, uh, now I'm on the boss of the Jews. Right? Now I'm on the boss of the Jews. Now I want to make a new decrees. Uh-oh, the Eden were very scared about that. They don't want to... Now here it is, new decree from this Russia. Well, the first decree that he said, Listen to me. Everybody has to keep one religion. There's no Shabbos. There's no Yom Tov. And the Yidin, of course, said, No Shabbos, no Yom Tov. What do you mean? How could that be? You know, really by a guy, you know, a guy doesn't really have uh, any feelings of what really is a Yom Tov because they really don't know what Yom Tovs are. Baruch Hashem, us Yidin, we have Yomim Toivim, we have, uh, we have, uh, Shmini Atzeres, we have Shvuas, you know, Baruch Hashem, we have Yomim Toivim, and we know what it is like, you know, by Goyim, when you want to part, you know, Yom Tov, a holiday by them, is the Yom Tov by them is, hey, I'm drinking, I'm getting drunk, and live a life continues. By Yid, we're, we're not drinking or eating, we're eating and drinking because we are happy that... What what happened when Hashem made us this Yom Tev? We're so happy that Hashem gave us this Yom Tev. So, that's also about Hanukkah. Hanukkah, we're also, we're very happy that uh, the Yidden were overpowered, overpowering the Goyim. We overpowered Hanukkah is a time, actually, you know, that uh, a lot of people by the Hanukkah licht, by the Hanukkah candles, have a have a uh, minhag to uh, say Tehillim, which is a beautiful minhag, and you know what? That's uh, very powerful. Tehillim is one of the most powerful uh, tefillot. You know, a lot of tefillot are very good for for uh, everyone. You know, everybody needs tefillot. There's uh, like many many sick people out there, uh, sick people who uh, that are uh, right now uh, having uh, sicknesses. As a matter of fact. I uh, actually got a email of uh, a few of them. So uh, here we're, let's take out a Tehillim right now, um, or after the show. Well, after the show, official Shachter follows, so that's not going to be a good time. But I'm going to read off some of the names that I got. Ariele Ben Bela Rochel, Ariel Natana Batchana Zahava, Binyamazev Hakoyen Ben Sharon Arivka. These are all children just like you. Who are not, but they're in, uh, they're not well, whether they have, uh, 
their disability of walking of you know the what we have we have our hands we have our feet we have you know we have to think about that that we have our hands we have a beautiful home you're not unfortunately uh we know people i know people that unfortunately have uh not don't have a you know a house because you know they don't uh they uh they couldn't afford a house and they live in an apartment but and they're very happy so you know you don't have to be rich to be happy but anyways, the list continues here. Chaim Mayor Ben Rina Leo, Chava Shalva Gabriela Bashana Aliza, Chaya Mila Batlita, and there's a long list over here. It's like 45, 50 names of kids who need a big refus, and they should all have a refus Lema Bakarov. Anyways, going back to Hanukkah, how we overpower them? What, what did what did the what did the story come out to? How how was this possible? Well, well, out comes this person named Matis Yahu, who was a Kayan. He had five boys. Yochanan, now listen to this. Yochanan, I don't know if you ever heard this. Yochanan was called Gadi. Gadi. Nisim actually has a son called God. So I'm, uh, I'm assuming his nickname is Gadi. Anyways, he had a second son, Shimon. Shimon called, was called Tarsi. I don't know what the meaning of Tarsi is. I couldn't find the meaning of that. But if you know the meaning, you can text it in and uh, I'll be glad to read it. And uh, I'll be able to understand it. You'll be helping everybody uh, understand uh, what the name Tarsi means. Yehuda is called Maccabee, obviously. Because Maccabee and... Number four, the fourth child was Alazar, called Charon. Now, if you can help me with Charon, I don't understand why the reason they named him Charon. I couldn't find a reason. And Yonasan was called Chafus, and that's also, I don't know the reason to that. But their their nicknames of these kids, again, Yochanan was called Gadi. Shimon was called Tarsi. And Yehuda Maccabee, he was called, nicknamed Maccabee. And Alazar was called Charon. Yonasan was called Chafas, and we don't know why, I don't know why. Anyways, Matis called out a few years later, Mila Shemelai! Mila Shemelai! And, well, all of a sudden, Yedin came and said, yeah, how come we so, you know, we'll cover Hashem. Yeah, of course, I'm going to be there. I'm going to fight, of course, for our Yiddishkeit. I'm going to fight for it. Like nowadays, sometimes we do fight for our Yiddishkeit, believe it or not. Mommies and tatis are fighting for the Yiddish Kindlech's, uh right in Cheder. We're, we're, you know, the big, a lot of, uh, you know, mommy, mommy and tati and uh, Abba Ima, whatever you call them, they pay a, you know, a lot of money for Kindlech. So you Kindlech to learn the sweet Torah, the very sweet Torah. After a few years of Matis Yohu making his whole group, the whole uh, Maccabee group, well, he felt he was going to die after a few years. He called his kids over, told them, Listen to me. Make sure you follow the Taita. The sinners, the the people who do Avedas may be alive today, but they're gonna uh, not going to be here the next day. Yehuda took over his father, and a while later, 
A Syrian army came to fight. The Yidden were scared. Oh no, what's gonna be? What will happen? We're all gonna be killed. We're all weak from fasting. Yudah said to them, Does it make a difference to Hashem if the army is big or strong? No, it doesn't make a difference. I could be a little, little child. I could be a little, 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 a little, little nothing, a little weak thing. And all of a sudden we're rising. We're like a shining star. We rise, rise and rise really high. So we could be very weak. You could fast all day and you know what? Hashem says, listen, you know what? You're fasting in my honor. That's no problem. Yeah, I'm going to help you. Even though you are weak. Even though you are not so strong because you fasted. Even though, you know, you may have done a various, but you did tshuva. And you davened and you were crying that we should be accepted the tshuva. Therefore, no problem, Hashem says. I'm going to accept it. And that's actually what Hanukkah is about. Yehuda said to them, doesn't make a difference to Hashem. Hashem is the one who decides who's strong. Hashem decides who's weak. Hashem decides who's mighty. Hashem is going to decide. Let Hashem decide. And they went and fought with the people, the Greeks, the Syrians, They and they won. Yes. They killed many, many, many people. Yehuda became very, very famous. I know what you Antiochus became very, very angry. He came with a huge army. Antiochus became very angry and he came with a huge army. Ha, now I'm going to wipe them out, he said. Oh, no, you don't. You're not going to wipe us out. Yehuda gave Chizik to the Yudah and said to Yudah, Don't worry, we're going to win this war. We're going to win. We're going to win the war. A little while later, the enemy ran away. They were defeated. The Yiddin became rich. They were defeated. The Goyim were defeated. Yehuda told the Yiddin, let's fix up the Mikdash. Let's fix up. Let's go to the base of the Mikdash right now. Let's fix it up. A while later, the Yiddin were looking for oil. <gasps> they couldn't find oil. They couldn't find oil. Where's the oil? They looked high and low. They looked they looked everywhere. Well, where's the oil? What's going on? What are we going to do? We don't have oil. Hmm, we can't light a menorah. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, out of nowhere came. A miracle happened. They found this little, little particular thing of oil. Little, little, small, little amount of oil that maybe, maybe could have lasted one day. Maybe even a half a day. And they found this little, little oil. And they decided, you know what? We're going to pour this little oil in. And they're pouring in the oil. And they poured it one day. Wow. Hey, the miracle oil. The miracle oil it was lasting. And uh, one day last. One day came by. And there was another oil. Oh, the oil's still there. 
And then this third day. Oh, more oil. Wow. Fifth day, more oil. Sixth day, more oil. Seventh day, more oil. And the eighth day, finally, eighth day, eight days of oil. Now, that was the story in uh, short term that Antiochus, this is how Antiochus lost the war. Now, I'm curious, did you ever wonder, children out there, why does Hanukkah fall out of Hafei Kislev? What, why, what's so special? What's so special about Hafei Kislev that Hanukkah falls out in that time? Hanukkah represents Ruchnius, and believe it or not, the time of this time of the day is the shortest time of the day of the year. That is why Hanukkah represents Ruchnius, and darkness, we know that darkness represents Tumah, and therefore we let them know that we're having more Ruchnius during Hanukkah. Now, another thing did you wonder? Did you ever wonder why? Why is there a Minhuk? Right? There's a minute to eat donuts. What's the point? What are, we, what are we eating donuts for? For what? Why? Because we like them? They're jelly donuts. They're delicious. Well, besides having a jelly donut, it is delicious. Yes, I'll agree to that. And But why do we eat donuts? What's the minute to that? Where does it come from? Well, donuts has oil, and we are required to have oily food. And as a matter of fact, we're going to talk about latkes later. That latkes is uh, coming from also in that area that donuts are oily and latkes are oily. And therefore we eat them. It comes from a minhag long time ago, actually. Rambam's father wrote about it, about Sefganiyo, which was called a honey cake. And, you know, a honey cake... It's not like the honey cake they have today. It was it was called Sefganiyo, but we were not sure what it really is, what this honey cake really was. Well, it could have been talking about donuts. Another reason is because even a Yid who isn't from can become a Gadol. So yes, a uh, a uh, let's say, you know, there are boys out there that are not so uh, religious and they have in them, they have in them, believe it or not, Rabbi Akiva. Rabbi Akiva became a gadol, a, a huge Talmud Chacham in his generation. He had 24,000 Talmudim, and he started off as a robber. Uh, he started off as a person. He became a ger. Uh, Reish Lakish was a robber. So, you know, we have big Talmudim Chachamim, big Gedalim that, you know, could have started off very, very bad, but at the end they went very good because they, uh, you know, they were very interested. And yes, uh, even the, those kids who are not so uh, from and not relig- uh, so religious, you kids still can make a chance and say to yourselves, hey, you know what? I'm going to keep Torah and Mitzvot. I'm going to keep uh, Torah. I'm going to keep Shabbat. Even though it's hard, even though my daddy doesn't do it. Sometimes your father doesn't uh, keep Shabbat, but he doesn't know better. But you know what? At the end, your father is going to be very proud that you're serving Shabbat or and that you're uh, doing all these mitzvot. Because you know what? They're going to see the truth 
unfortunately, they don't know the truth right now. You know, they think like, you know, we're living in a society. We're living in a place in America where everything, you know, is free and this and that. So, you know, hey, they, they didn't know better. Their, their parents didn't teach them. But you know what? Kids, you could teach your parents. As a matter of fact, I once heard from a Rebbe of mine that the he most learned from, not from his Rebbe. He didn't learn a lot from his Rebbe. Well, he learned a lot from his Rebbe as well. But the most he learned from was when he was teaching Kindlech. When he was teaching you Kindlech, that is when he was learning a lot. That is what, so you kids are teaching your teachers. Believe it or not, by asking, let's say, a good question, and your Rebbe has to go home and think about it, or your Rebbe has to think about it, your Rebbe is uh, going to think about it, and then he's going to say to himself, wow, he you know why? He told me a good lesson. Or sometimes a kid can say something. Like, uh, you know, a good Peshat and Gemara. And the Rebbe never heard this Peshat before. You know what? And you're, you're, you, that means sometimes you're, you're, you're Rebbe's Rebbe. Believe it or not. Anyways. Now, now I said we're going to talk about latkes. And actually, we're going to talk about latkes. Where did this minhug of eating latkes come from? Well, for the same reason as donuts. Because it is fried in oil. Believe it or not, latkes is fried in oil. I don't know if your mommies or tatties let you uh, watch them in the kitchen while the oil is burning on the frying pan. Um, and, yeah, and uh, I wouldn't blame them because sometimes it does get dangerous when the oil plots out. Um, it, by the way, comes from a Greek word. A Greek word, that's where latkes came from. Now, what about dreidel, right? You're playing a dreidel, you're spinning a dreidel, well, sometimes a dreidel, you know, gimel, hey, gimel, shin, ma'am, what does it mean? That's what it means, that's what it stands for. But where did it come from? What? What's the reason are we playing dreidel? What, we're trying to, what is it, a gambling game? What is it, a game? Like, we're, oh, we're, oh, oh, yay, I got a gimel, everything is mine? What, 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 what is the shot of this? What's the shot in playing dreidel? Many years ago, by the Greeks, by back in Antiochus' time, all the way back, all the way back in Antiochus' time, we had, we had, we had to hide that we're doing mitzvahs somehow. We couldn't say to them that we're doing mitzvahs. I mean, we are going to see later that there was somebody who uh, was enthusiastic and made his, uh, the all the seven children was... Uh, Killed Al Kiddush Hashem. But we're going to talk about that later. But where does this dreidel come from? Well, Antiochus' times, they had a lot of gazetas. And they used to have sent soldiers knocking on the door. Come in. Hey, I'm looking for. Uh huh. What's, what's that? What, what's what? What are you talking about? And they used to hide all their books in a hidden room. What are you talking about? Wow, wow, what's what? Hey, what what's that? And they 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 used to walk in and they see oh no, they're not learning. The kids are playing dreidel. The Tatis and the kids are playing dreidel. Believe it or not, that that's also one of the difference between a guy and a yid. That Goyim sometimes don't spend quality time with their family. By Yidim, when we have a Yomtiv, we spend quality time, family time. Which actually is a very good thing for the kids. 
with you know and Halamoid, we go away for Halamoid. We uh and talking about Halamoid, uh, we're gonna talk about the Jeru retreat. Um Rabbi Yes Greenfield. Um and you could text three four seven nine two seven. There's uh, many suits available still. And I don't mean a suit like a suit and jacket. I mean a suit like a kitchen and a living room and a nice bedroom. So yeah, you know, contact three four seven nine two seven eight three nine eight for that. And uh Nisim over here will give you a lot of info. Um so they used to bring the Dreadalach. Going back to the Dreadalach, well, as a matter of fact, one of the mitzvahs is having uh going away for sometimes for Shabbos, sometimes you need a break. So yeah, it's sometimes it is considered a mitzvah. And uh, yeah, it's okay by, uh, you know, you're allowed to take it easy. Uh, Hashem doesn't want you to, to have your life, rough life. Hashem doesn't want you to always be on the edge of uh, being stressed out and being uh, stressed out and all the time uh, popping your lid and all the time jumping up and down and making a whole scene. Hashem doesn't want that. Hashem doesn't want Yidin to, you know, we, Hashem wants us to be Yidin. And, you know, sometimes we do need a break. I mean, not of uh, being Yiddishkeit, but sometimes you need a break, you know. Why not? Go away a little bit. It's, uh, you know, go and go away is a nice thing. You know, get to meet other people. It's good to meet other people, you know. You never know who you could be, Makarv. Uh, believe it or not, Kindleuch. I once heard a story that there was once a kid you know, walking. He had a yarmulke and there's non-religious yet. Well, well, so, but he's yarmulke, he's walking so proud. And by this kid walking proudly with his yarmulke on his head, it made a rasham, it made an impression. It made an impression on the, that kid that, uh, that, hey, wow, what an impression that made me. It's unbelievable. That impression, it was an unbelievable impression uh, that, uh, that uh, people uh, the, had a yarmulke. I mean, it was an unbelievable thing for this kid to see that, you know, and nowadays, even when you're, uh, when uh, people are always uh, hurting Yidin, that you could see a Yid, he's walking so proudly, so happy. I'm a Yid. I have a yarmulke. I'm happy that I'm a Yid. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Now. Well, believe it or not, this dreidel game was also brought to Brisson. Was also brought to Bris and other simchas. Now, what does a dreidel represent? As a matter of fact, we all thought, hey, a dreidel, you know, it's a good game. A dreidel is a good game. And, you know, as a matter of fact, when I was younger, I used to say, hey, why not? A dreidel? I love playing dreidel. A dreidel is such a good game. Well, what's the problem with playing dreidel? And I used to play dreidel. And, uh, yeah, and I used to have a lot of fun with dreidels, but I never really knew what the meaning behind a dreidel really is. I mean, until I actually found out and, uh, redid a lot of research for this, uh, for this, uh, show that I have right now. And yeah, this show, that's why we're focusing on Hanukkah, because sometimes we don't know, understand things. And sometimes, like, for example, right now, me talking about a dreidel. Believe it or not, this dreidel, it represents something else. Something that I uh, think you kids never heard before. A dreidel has four sides. And how many sides of 
the world is there. You have a Tzalfine, Darem, Mizrach, Marv. We have North, South, East, and West. So a dreidel, in a way, does represent four sides of the Earth. Which is very interesting because, you know, a dreidel spins and, believe it or not, the Earth is spinning. Like me sitting in this room. It's amazing. I don't see right now the world is spinning, but believe it or not, the world is spinning. The world is spinning on uh, axis. It's spinning around on an axis, an invisible, invisible line. And it's amazing how what Hashem is able to do uh, that uh, this thing, the world, could be spinning and you don't feel it. And you, you know what? You could be upside down in the world. You can be upside down. And you won't even feel you're upside down. Like, let's say you went to a playground. If you went to a playground and hung upside down like an otter or like a chipmunk sometimes does, hey, you'd feel upside down. But you know what? Hashem doesn't make you do that on Earth. On Earth, we feel when it's spinning, we don't feel anything. I mean, you could, uh, you know, the, you can just... Uh, be what do you call you know you won't feel a thing it's a very amazing that the uh, earth spins around and you don't feel it another reason for the, this dreidel is because the week we had the week right sometimes you could spin a dreidel upside down so it's uh actually it's uh somebody told me a reason believe it or not Kindleh, that hanukkah has to do with perm and, and that's another reason about Al-Hanisim. Hanukkah has to do with Purim in a way that the Tameim got defeated by the Tahirim. And the weak, the Yidden, won against the mighty, against the strong. So the Yidden won against the strong, which has been a Habachu. Because usually in what happens, Kandalach, usually... We have the mighty American army, let's uh, uh, let's say the American army, right, defeated everybody else's army, or the mightiest nation at that time defeats that uh, nation. So, yeah, but here in this case, we Yidden, we got together for Hashem's sake, and we, uh, we won. We were weak. We fasted that day. We fasted that day, and we still won. So, yeah, even if you fast, even if you feel weak, you know, sometimes a cheder, sometimes a school, you feel weak, you feel tired, you know, I'm just going to put my head down a little bit, but you know what, you have recess, why do we have recess? Hashem made us have recess to be able to run, Hashem gave us sports to be able to enjoy, we have to know when to enjoy them, you know, you can't all the time play sports, but, you know, there are certain times it's a mitzvah to play sports. It's a mitzvah to play, uh, do exercise. It's a mitzvah because it helps you learn. Now, what did the Yavonim decree? What, 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 what did the Yavonim decree against the Yidden of what happened? What would happen to them? Well, one of the things was not to learn Torah. Now, Kindle, not learning Torah, as you know, 
If, uh, if everybody would stop learning Torah, I don't think there would be a word left. There would not be a word left. There would not be a word left on the... on the. There would not be a word left in the, this world if we did not learn Torah. If you learned Torah, then all because of you. All because of you, the world is lasting. And also, you can't have a Sefer Torah. Imagine, you can't have a Sefer Torah. You're going to shul, you're going, you're going to, you're going to daven, you're going to pray, going to daven in a shul, right? And all of a sudden, you open up the Arakash, no, no Sefer Torah. No, no Sefer Torah. What happened? What are you going to do? Well, if there's no Sefer Torah, how are you going to learn? And and also, you can't even mention any of the halachas from the top of things what I mentioned of Sefer Torah and learning Torah. Now, Yidden had a new name called Greshen. We couldn't say we're Yidden. Imagine that. Imagine we had to go under the name of Yudi, of Yid, of Yid. You know, which, uh, of course, I'm very proud of being a Yid. I mean, <laughs> you know, I couldn't find anything better about being a Yid. You know, Baruch Hashem. And also, Kaihanim couldn't serve in the base of Migdush. So if Kaihanim couldn't serve in the base of Migdush at that time, well, then, the, the, you know, there really was no point of the base of Migdush. And another thing was, as I mentioned before, Yidin were not allowed to... Yidden were not allowed to uh, were not allowed to celebrate Yom Tov. The Greeks and the B- Greeks built gechkes. They built the idols in the Beis Hamikdash. And another thing that happened, Yidden had to eat from Avodah Zarah. Imagine that. You had to eat chazeres. You had to eat a pig, chazer. And we don't mean chazer in Gemara. We mean chazer like a pig. We had to eat pig. They forced us to eat pig. Another thing what the Greeks did, another thing what uh, what we're celebrating about is that the Greeks stole our money. Remember I said that uh, we won the Greeks and we got very rich. We got back all that money. All that money that they stole, we got that plus more. And also in Mitzrayim, Mitzrayim did not let us learn. They did not let us do a lot of mitzvahs. And we see what happened to Mitzrayim. I went down. I went. Uh, I went all the way down, like Antiochus the Greeks also went down. Rome, Rome is also went down. So you see, everybody who goes against Yidden, who keep Mitzvahs and Torah, Hashem takes revenge for them. Of course, we have to do our thing to make sure that the world gives us a positive impression and say, you know, it's good to be a Jew. So, yeah, it's all the time good to say, let's say you're going on a bus. You're going on a bus and you say, good morning to the driver. That's a Kiddush Hashem. You saying Kiddush Hashem to the driver, it's a very big thing to Kiddush Hashem. You saying goodbye, have a great day to a driver. You being nice to a guy is a big Kiddush Hashem. It makes a... Goyim think very highly of us. Even believe it or not, even though even though you may think that wasn't me saying a lot of is gonna help, right? 
but yeah, but makes an impression. They look at us and they say, wow, that's a Yid. He, he compliments. A Yid compliments. A Yid, a Yid, a Yid, a Yid is all about complimenting, all about doing good things for the world. That's what a Yid is about. Another thing is, you weren't allowed to have doors. Imagine you're going home, Kindalach, and in your house, there is no doors. There's no doors. <laughs> There's no doors. So what do you do without doors? How are you going to hide? Well, believe it or not, the Yidden actually did have a secret door behind bookshelves. They put a whole bunch of bookshelves there. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe the Yidden had a whole bunch of stuff. And you know what? And that's one of the reasons we were safe. Because we were doing L'Shem Shemayim and we, even though we're suffering, we were suffering then. And we had so many things going against us. And But the Yedin then said, you know what? We're going to keep on going. Like, I'm going to give example. I'm going to go back to 1948 when the Yedin came out from the concentration camps. When they came out from concentration camps, you know what? They were happy to be Yidden. Forget about living. They were happy to be Yidden. I mean, they were happy to be alive, but, you know, that made some Yidden, you know, they didn't understand. Some Yidden didn't even understand. Didn't understand. Why here Hashem do this to us? But you know what? Hashem was doing this to us probably because we needed Tshuva. There's some, some reason why. We just don't know the reason. But they came to America, and you know what? They were Moise Nefesh. For you, Kindalach, your great-grandparents were Moise Nefesh. They came to America. They said, hey, you know what? The boss said, no keeping Shabbos. It was like the Greeks. No keeping Shabbos. You can't keep Shabbos here. You're in America. Right? You're in America. You can't keep Shabbos. And the other said, I'm sorry, I, I can't work on Shabbos. Okay, the boss said, well... If you can't work on Shabbos, you can't come in to the work on Sunday. Bye. And they used to slam the door in the face of anybody who didn't want to work on Shabbos. So if you didn't want to go to work on Shabbos, sometimes you had a good luck. And okay, the boss was a nice guy. And uh, Kindle, believe it or not, the time flies by so quickly. Um, yeah, and it's already 7.50. Well, Nisim, I don't understand. It's a, it's a, a, a nest that... You know, we're talking about Hanukkah and the time yes. is mom is flying by here. I want to say something. I think too something uh, a small stuff. You know what? You know, many times when you go dark, dark, very, very dark. You know, and you don't see almost pitch. You know what you call it? Choshech Mitzrayim. You know, Choshech, yeah, Choshech Mitzrayim. Right? That you don't right, see nothing. Right. That's why I mentioned Hanukkah yeah, is on the shortest of day. But you know what? A small light, tiny a small light, spark, yeah. a small spark can make all, the, all differences. Mm-hmm. And this is what we, I know, the Jewish people are basically uh, as uh, as it, you know. We are the spark of the world. And we have to be proud about it, you know. There's something that is so unique. People don't understand what it's all about to be Jewish. And all our, our children, our children, uh, many times, you know, we're falling to this, the everyday, everyday nonsense, you know. Like, you know and don't look and, and the real light, you know. What is really important to be a Jewish and how to keep Jewish, you know? 
you know the story about uh, the guy that in the the uh, the Independence War, you know, is Washington. War. No, I don't believe I know. You okay. notice? Okay, the story is like this. It's a very famous story. And one of the reasons also, on, uh, I think in a dollar bill, you have like the Star of David over there. Star of David, uh, okay. Uh, you know, the story is like this, that Washington went uh, to a fight with a group of, you know, soldiers, so-called soldiers, people that coming all over the world just to come here to America, you know. And they come to fight with the Brit- against the British. And I think it was in Pennsylvania, one of the major, you know, places they were going to attack the, the British. And they was, it's winter, cold, everybody was sitting, you know, trying to, to, at night, prepare themselves to fight in the morning. And suddenly, uh, Washington see a small light in the danger. And he was like so furious. He said, who's going to open the light? You know, this to do that. It, otherwise, the, 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 the enemy, the, the British will discover us that we are trying to ambush them. And he jumped over to the, the dungeon and he jumped on it. And he see guy, he said, what, you crazy? You are a spy. What you, what you are he told him, no, I'm a Jew. And tonight is Hanukkah. And I'm lighting the night. And he basically told Washington the story about Hanukkah, that how small people, a few people, won against the, the mighty army of the Greek. And he keep listening to this. And then, and then they, they finish. And in the morning, they went fight and won the war, basically. After a year, somebody you know he took the name of the soldier of this, you know, after a year, somebody knocking the door of this soldier home with a big, big purple heart, you know. And he gave him and he gave him a reward and he said, Because of you we won. And he said, What do you mean? He told him that he was he wasn't sure at all that with this group of people, non-professional, not you know the people that coming, you know, just he collect them from the from the you know against the professional army, and he, this is gave him the the power to fight and not to get defeat themselves, you know, to the to run away, and he gave him the war. The, the story is in the Smithsonian Museum. So this is something very, very, uh, I, I, and you know, the same thing that people don't don't understand. We, the people, and especially people, but kids has as as more sense to this. That yes, we can win, and you can win, and every kid, as we know, this the the, the 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 you know the slogan of this show. Everybody has a talent. Everyone can win and do whatever they want. As long as they're going with the art, full art. Don't give to the to yourself, you know, uh, do silly stuff and after you, you regret it. Don't do, you know, tricks because the only thing that you can trick is only yourself. Right. right? The only person who you can fool is yourself. That's yeah. true. Anyways, going back, I said I was going to talk about Hanukkah and I was going to talk about Hanno. That's in the Hanukkah story. And how she risked her life, how she risked her kids' lives. Her kids all were murdered. L'shem, l'shemayim. They uh, said, no, we're not bowing down. 
Well, anyways, here's the story. Antiochus was very determined. He was wanted to be very strict upon the Yidden to destroy their attachment to the Yidden. Now, what makes a Yid a Yid? That you're having your attachment, that you are attached to the Torah, that you're learning Torah, that you're learning Torah and keeping the Torah. That makes you a Yid. That, and if you stop learning, you know what's going to happen? What's going to happen is, slowly but surely, it doesn't come right away. Like, let's say you hang around bad friends. It doesn't come right away. One day this, one day this, oh, the next day this. All of a sudden, you look back and you see, wow, oh my goodness, what did I do? How did I do this happen? How did I make myself be like this? But it happens very slowly. The Yitzhahara, Yitzhahara has its tricks. Like we learned in last week's Parsha, Parsha's Vayishlach, we learned that Yaakov fought the Satan. He fought the Yitzhahara. He fought the Malach Shalesov, which was the Yitzhahara. The Malach Shalesov, he said, Man, what's my name? What's my name? What's my name? My name, like playing a trick on Yaakov, you know? That's his name. His name is Tricky. His name is Trickster. He tricks. That's his name. That That's why that was good enough for Yaakov to say, Oh, your name is Tricky. Okay, now I know everything about you. Anyways, well, after this, Antiochus didn't want people to keep Shabbos people to keep other mitzvahs. Well, there was this governor of of Judea and a place in Eretz Yisrael called Judea and Philip. This Philip was appointed governor and he was very on top of the king's decrees. You know, he found any doing a vera offering his head. Now, there was a lover Alazar, no, he didn't like, he didn't like to do what uh, Philip said. Anyways, soon afterwards, there was a story with Hannah and her seven kids. Hannah and her seven kids were arrested when the king who was returning to Antioch heard about the events that were taking place. He decided, you know what? I'm going to make sure the decrees are passed. The mother and her sons were bound and they were bought on a horse and buggy and they were bought to be for the king. Antiochus tried to convince them, oldest boy, tell me, why do you bother with this long speech, the boy said. Why are you making us have your terrible religion? And the king said, how dare you? And the kid said, I tell you how I dare. And the king ordered the boy's body parts to be uh, cut and placed on a fire. Now, obviously, this king, uh, I'm not sure this king was 100%, but he was very, uh, he wanted all Yidden not to keep Taramitsis. That's how much he hated the Yidden keeping Taramitsis. And as a matter of fact, most of the time, when Yidin are attacked, when you are a Yid, a Yiddish Kindle, a, a Jewish child, a Yiddish kid is attacked, is because, you know why? They're jealous. They're jealous of you. 
you're living life happily and you know what satisfied and look at the him they're so unhappy always fighting with each other most of the time at least um anyways i have a few more minutes left just to one more minute and what happened was at the end all Khan of seven boys all the Khan of seven children 